Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash FML FPL. We're back on top. We're flying massive halls in game week five. How are you doing? <laughs> flying. Flying one. Just flying. God, we're both sinking real fast. <laughs> God, I would just want to know what it's like to be good at FPL. I just don't know. Yeah, the only thing in our favor is that it's still very early. We're one good game week away from going up like 500K. I know, but what, what is that? Like, what is that like? What is a good game week? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, we both had pretty decent starts in Champions League fantasy, so it's something similar to that, I guess. Can I fucking take a minus eight for Tagliafico, or what? Uh, Is that doable? Holland, just Captain Holland every week, and you'll fly in FPL. Ugh, God. So how'd you get get on? Where are you at? All right, Um, 44 second straight red arrow off wild card. I don't think that's ever happened to me before. Yeah, that's rare. Um, yeah, it's not great. Uh, Captain Raz again, back-to-back blanks there. Mo and Pookie only returns. I got the Robbo assist. I mean, everything. It's just blank. Blank central. Everything is not great. Six Cantwell, five Rico on my bench, of course. You know, that's how it goes for me. And McGinn, yeah, McGinn was close to points, too. I hate. I absolutely hate the feeling in FPL when my only point scorers are the guys that are like the most popular guys in the game. I can't There's describe no that feeling. It's just like yeah, it's just pointless. Yeah, it feels like just like an empty slot where I didn't actually <sighs> get any points. What about you? What did you, what did you get well, up I got, to? I destroyed you this week with forty-five um, giant red arrow, like. Almost 500k right now, some 888k overall. My second straight week where my transfer hauls. So Jerry got, you know, Jerry starts first of all, which was a shocker, and gets seven points. He could have had way more than seven points too in that. And the highlights of that game, I didn't, I didn't watch the game live. And Che blanked. Um, I captained Kevin, who pretty shockingly didn't start. You know, Che hit the post, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm on wildcard now, so I guess I have something to, you know, look forward to or some way of trying to do better, I guess. I don't I don't know. Dean zero, Ashley Mate Niles four, just blanks everywhere else. Awful. Um yeah, that's rough week for team FMLPL. It's just awful. Who who had good weeks? I was people actually had, like think- Tammy and shit. I don't know. Yeah, I know. People Tammy, Obbs, like, I guess. People who captain either Mane, Mo, or Obs. Yeah, fucking. I had my vice on Mo, dude. I, I was so close to getting that. Ugh, that would have been great if it's, if Norwich didn't destroy. Why would good things happen? Yeah, I mean, fucking Willems on Newcastle Worldy. To just it's like first five minutes or whatever, immediately wipe all the Liverpool cleans. It's just like okay, cool, good shit. Um, yeah, that's basically where we're at. Rough one. <clears throat> Not much else to say about our teams, I think. So, 
<clears throat> Excuse me. Housekeeping. We got shout out to the FML Field Prize. It Mugly Glitter for September so far. Longtime friend of the pod, Ben Ling, a.k.a. Ling's Looney Lumps. Leading the way. <laughs> he, he, see, he had an 82-point week in Gaming 5. That's what we need to be doing. That's what that looks like and feels like. Um, and shout out to the leader of the FML Field publicly, Kevin Miles, a.k.a. Milner, barely knower. With an OR of 486. Pretty fucking good. Where do you want to start today? I don't know, dude. Oh, I need I need more from you. I need I can't do oh, this. Come on. I just I got just off like from work. Ate. It's like fucking Hey dude. Oh my god. I just ate dinner. I put too much hot sauce and I'm sweating so much right now. That's good. I, I want you like under toes. I'm not on my toes. I'm on my fucking asshole. I feel like a piece of shit. And my, I'm looking at my team again. I haven't looked at it since Saturday. I mean, I went radio silence halftime of the West Ham game because I was just couldn't take it. And, and that was the worst game of the week by far. And now I have to fucking look at FPL and talk about it. So yeah. I'm having I'm having problems right now. Right, I don't so know what to tell you. I think Chelsea are an easy place to start. Um, Tamala, Tammy, the main man. Um, Wolfgang Jones on Slack said, can we get some Tammy talk? Are we overthinking it? Just Should we just all put him in our teams? He's been so good, scoring at both ends even. And Jeff Dion Slack, bring in, do, I, do we bring in Tammy versus Liverpool or hold guys with better fixtures? So I guess the more, well, first of all, yes. I mean, the price is good. He's looked good. That's fine. But I, are you concerned at all with this mount injury? He's going to be out for a little while, it looks like. Well, I mean, first I we, we have need to no know creative. we need to know the extent of the injury first, right? I mean, well, yeah, but I mean, he looks like he's going to be, you know, a couple weeks. I mean, his ankle is like pointing the wrong way, <laughs> pointing the wrong way. It was, yeah, yeah. It, could, it could be bad. I mean, he, he Mount is obviously like the best attacking midfielder at the club, and he's been creating some chances and stuff like that for Tammy, but. I don't know. I just feel like the way they play. I I wish I had it more. Matter. Yeah, I wish I had more like tactical nows to really understand what he's doing. Aside from just like sending everybody forward all the time, but it seems like they just are constantly in space. And like Conte is not the best, you know, attacker, but he's way better than Barkley. And him, him coming in will be Conte? good. Yeah, him coming in will be good. About? And yeah, I mean, it, it definitely downgrades him a little, but. Does it downgrade him enough where we think like Chelsea and West Ham are on the same level in goal scoring with their run? Like probably not, I don't think. Yeah, probably not. I mean the Liverpool game is I just don't see any urgency there at all. I mean I don't really get buying him now. Um I mean I get but- it. It's just, I don't get it. Tell, make the case for me then, because I just don't understand. The case it. for me is just longer term than that. I mean, it wouldn't be shocking if Tammy got a gold versus Liverpool. They have not been tight, especially against. Okay, but show me the yeah. team that is making the swap now. That like that's great. I don't know. All air. You could talk How is me that into good? that. Really. Yeah, Hallers home United. They've been statistically the best defense in the league. I don't think they're the best defense in the league, but they play extremely negatively and conservatively and re- rarely give up chances. And West Ham just put up an absolute stink fest against Aston Villa. I mean, yeah, Chelsea I look good. They 
you know, this was a while ago and Liverpool were, were playing more poorly, but they scored two goals in the Super Cup and looked really good against Liverpool. And Oh, my God. Napoli just right. scored two goals, you know? I mean, like... All right. So Tammy is, is the thing to do, I guess. It just... I mean, it's different for me and you because I'm also on wild card. So for me, it's like... Play, who that he's playing this week barely matters. It's more yeah, well. That's not yeah. yeah of course. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm talking about like for the normals like me and all yeah. of the, all my fucking idiot ass fuck friends. Like, <laughs> what individual transfer are you making there? Where it's like that's better than saving. Yeah, I there's. Probably, I mean, I have no very few, but I. Yeah. I was just seeing it like on Slack and stuff. People were talking about. Double move, you know, injured guy and this to Tammy in Cantwell or something. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably good. You know, like if he's part of a a shift, it's probably the right guy to go for. Yeah. I mean, the one thing though, just, I mean, checking stats, I mean, Allaire's played like 30 more minutes, but Allaire has better XG and identical XA to Tammy. Yeah. Allaire's fantastic. I mean, no yeah, I mean that's that. why it's like I mean I have Alaire and I mean the, the goal attempts I mean it's thirteen for Tammy eleven for Alaire and Tammy just a few more penalty area touches on the season. I mean the minutes it's not like oh if he had thirty more minutes I mean Tammy gets subbed every game and Alaire will never get subbed. So I just like for me personally I have Alaire and I'm not considering getting rid of him at all. I just don't think that that's where I'm going to get ahead against the field. It's like how can I fit in Tammy? Alongside, right? Not yeah, yeah. instead. Of, I, but, I agree with that mostly. Yeah, yeah but I mean, I mean, yeah, on wild card, like he's pretty no brainery, right? Yeah, it Tammy? seems that way. I mean, he's overperforming to a absolutely ridiculous extent. I mean, he, his his actually is two point seven seven, and he has seven goals. You know, so what does that mean? I'm not sure. The other stats are all really solid. You know, like his XG per 90 is still extremely good. His shots are still extremely good. He's, I he, mean, he has eight shots on target and seven goals. Yeah, it's bullshit. I mean, so, it's not It's not going to keep up. And at the same time, you like the team. You like the way the team's playing. Just like complete free flow, all-out attack all the time. You love to see that for a fantasy guy. And you like the fact that he's just... In the middle of the penalty box, every fucking chance they get, like it, it just seems like everything is all about him, and he's making defenses pay. I, I don't know. It's it's hard because from a pure statistical performance, it would be like, well, obviously he's just gonna like stop doing this, and then you look at the fixtures and the way the team is playing, and you're like, well, Chelsea are gonna probably still. Score a lot of goals. Brighton home, away Southampton, home Newcastle, away Burnley, away Watford. I'm like, yeah, they're probably still going to score a lot of goals, and therefore he's probably going to be a part of it. So it's hard early doors to to kind of weigh those things against each other. But he looks fucking great. No question about that. Yeah, yeah looks good. I mean, I'm ex- I mean Hudson Odoi too. Cho looks like he's very very close to returning. Yeah, that's a huge. He's been playing like one. yeah, he's been playing like under twenty ones or whatever to get fitness. But five nine. I mean, he's someone definitely to keep a very, very close eye on, for sure. I think. Yeah, and again, he'll make just Chelsea just better. Like they have yeah, he, all yeah, these guys will. that are just going to keep making them better. Like Ross Barkley's playing minutes. Like anyone in place of him is just makes the team way better. So, um, Barkley, Barkley, what are you up to? I'm not ready for this. 
Like I said, anyone who plays minutes there. ahead of him makes the team better. Oh, ahead of him. Okay. God dude. damn it, dude. God, just relax. We, we, we usually pod Monday morning, and this is Tuesday night, and we're just that we're just totally out of sync. It's, it's clear. <sighs> Rob Pionslag said, and, and Simple Mug, we're both looking for mount replacements. So if he, out, if he is out for like, you know, two, three, four weeks, what are you looking to do there? What is he like six five now? Yeah, I think like six three or something. Yeah, six five, six five. You're right. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's a little bit annoying with the fixtures, but I think Madison should be, you know, thought of. He's a little bit more expensive, but if you have that money, you know, they have Spurs and Liverpool too. The next three, but by and large, you know, basically till January or, or Christmas time, they have a good run. And as cunty as he is, he should, you know, tick along. So, I, I mean, I think it's that's more of, you know, I guess a differentially rogue pick that not too many folks have. I But I, I like him. Yeah, another sort of differential that we talked about, I think, last week is James. I mean, he still just, like, looks good all the time. And he's still just shooting on site all the time. Um, the fixtures are, are the wrong color when you look at the you know, official FPL bullshit, but they're just wrong. I mean, away West Ham, home Arsenal, away Newcastle, those are totally fine. Then they have Liverpool, and yeah. then they have a really good run, you know? So, it just looks so bad. Yeah, they're so, so bad attacking, but everything, like on the other hand, everything is kind of through him, it seems like, so... Yeah, I don't know. There's a, there's other guys. I mean, I, th- I still think Cantwell. I mean, what more do you need? What more proof do you need than the performance he put in against City? I, I think it's at the point where you can probably just start him every week and feel pretty good about it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I guess I wasn't really thinking of him as a replacement. Because a lot of people like kind of have him as their fifth or whatever. But yeah, I, at his price and the way they play. How far forward he gets on the pitch, you know, he looks like Greatsman, which is great for everyone. <laughs> He's probably start every week. Yeah, it's like it's like again, United. he only had one shot, but his one shot was He's, a wide open net on a fantastic yeah. counter attack. So I don't know what to do. They're just going to keep getting these chances. And then you want that. Yeah, he's just. So far forward, I mean, he finds space and he's yeah. really good on the counter. I mean, he it's basically they're going to be like him or Pookie on the counter. I mean, one of them is going to get the chance, as we're seeing, you know, with Buendia maybe like setting them up a little bit more. But I mean, just looking at their fixtures and again, you know, it's really just judging them by the way that they set up and the way that they play. I mean, they're not your typical like bottom half team. Setting up with two low blocks, or you know, playing for the one nil off the counter and being tight. So as long as they keep playing this way, even though all their players are dead, you know, they're going to be scoring a couple goals a game. And he's a good bet to be in there, even though, like you say, you know, one shot. The underlying stats are definitely not, you know, fantastic. But they've still, you know, they've only there's only five games in, and they've played Chelsea, Liverpool, and City in those five games. Exactly so. what I was about to say. And even away, West Ham is, you know, they they were just fucked up and had a bad match. The one kind of home banker that they, that they had was the Pookie hat trick game, and Cantwell's stats were absolutely absurd in that game. I mean, again, he only yeah. had one shot, but he had created five chances and had two assists. So, yeah. they haven't really had opportunities to play the way they actually want to play, the play play the way they 
wanted to play in the championship and, and eventually did and had that, went on like an insane run and, and won the championship, which is just dominating the ball against teams that are worse than them. And you look at their next three, it's away Burnley, away Palace, home Villa. They should be dominating the ball and creating a lot more chances in those games than they did you know, in, in all of the previous five except Newcastle. So, yeah, I think... I mean, Burn Turf Moor is a tough place to go, but... I mean, yeah, but... Yeah. I mean, uh, you know it is. It always is. It always, always is, late. but still, I, I expect more from Cantwell and Pookie against Burnley than I would against, you know, City, Liverpool, yeah, no, etc. That's, that's for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't think there's a ton of options. Yeah, I mean, James, I mean, Buendia is more of a pump, but... I don't really. Uh, you don't see, want Ben Diaz. You don't want it. You don't want to. You don't want that when you have Cantwell for a million less at this point. Yeah. You know, Wobes is a big punt, but yeah. I don't know. Sabios, Nepo, people are talking about a little bit, oh, like because he fucking scored one goal. I mean, I'm not anywhere near that right now. He's played two games basically and scored really nice goals in both games. It's, yeah, just the fixtures are really bad, yeah. and I still don't think he knows their best team, and I don't know if he's in the best eleven. I just don't. I think it's way too premature. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. I don't know. I saw people talk about McGinn. People talk about oh, McNeil, but like all these guys are way lesser, in my opinion, than than the guys we just talked about. I'm scanning through to see if there's anyone else, but I don't know. Those seem like the strongest guys. Yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. Um, we need to definitely address just. Defense in general and the lack of clean sheets, and we got a ton of questions about them. I'll I'll read three here. Ozzy on Slack. Even after this weekend's events, I still believe that big at, big at the back is the way to go. Am I deluded? How many data points do we need to gather before we decide that a strategy like d- double Liverpool defense is not working? It's harder to determine IMO than whether an individual player is. Eric B. followed up to that and said, further to his question, last season City and Poole both cleaned more than half their league matches. So far this season, they have three cleans and ten combined matches. At what point do we stop attributing City and Poole's difficulty cleaning to variants? And last one, Ian on Twitter, with the lack of clean sheets, rather than putting in premium assets, should we be looking at playing the fixtures more and rotating? I have McGuire, but I don't like the look of Manu's fixtures, so I'm considering a move. Go well, Ian. You know, there were more questions. Max, Ben Urfi, Al, Bryce, DW, SK, but everyone's kind of freaking out about like what to do on defense. And to be honest, as someone on wildcard, it's really fucking hard to figure out. Like, I basically have to project, you know, 10 game weeks into the future or something and try and figure out what to do at the back. Well, I mean, you're, I think, probably well better positioned than I am to answer this. I mean, you're on wild card. The world is your oyster. What are you like leaning towards? Like, what do you keep finding yourself thinking? I keep finding myself with Trent. He just seems so good. Like his numbers this weekend, just as an example, are just absolutely massive. Like he could have scored a couple of goals and gotten a couple of assists. It would have been crazy. Um, You know, I'm still certain that he'll get the occasional rotation. It might even be this weekend, but he's basically just a 7 million attacker. And if you compare him to the, the 7 million midfielders, it's pretty good. Like his points total compares well to the majority of them, you know, not, he's not, he's not a defender. So that's a good feather in his cap. Exactly. So that's, that's a guy that I feel like 
Liverpool will probably come back to earth and clean more regularly than one in five. I think everyone can pretty much agree to agree on that. But then I'm then from from there on, I, I'm finding it a big struggle. Like someone like Dean, I'm, I've kind of just not tinkered with him really at all on my wild card. I'm just like Everton's defense looks shambles. The occasional assist doesn't isn't good enough to pay six two with with the emerging cheap guys like. Kuki, Tammy, Cantwell, Mount, everyone that we just mentioned, it's just not good enough. And then going double Liverpool is is also kind of hard, like Trent Rabo, because, again, there's just so many good attackers that I, I want um, that it's hard to just, it's honestly just hard to fit them all in. Um, so I've been kind of going in my tinkers, which haven't been that extensive so far with, like, Trent, Lundstrom, Rico, and and find two other four fives that rotate or something like that. One one kind of very under the radar guy that I've had my eye on is um, Vertonghen. He he dropped all the way down to five three. Um, they have a really nice run of next four fixtures before Liverpool, um, and you know they're getting all their guys back, and that's good. You know, so I feel like maybe I'll I'll sort of. Find one other, not premium, but like, you know, upper, middle, middle price guy, that, a start every week guy to go alongside Trent and then one rotating spot, I feel like is better. But I might just end up going with like two rotating spots. I'm not sure. I think like Trent, Vert, Loten, Lundstrom, and Rico or some that, fucking shit stain is fine. Literally exactly what I have in right now. Yeah. It's I mean, so hard though, you know. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing with Trent, I mean, Trent just, it's dumb. I mean, to keep talking about him is, I mean, he has fucking 21 chances created. Yeah. No, he, he's, he's 21. He's doing 21. stupid, stupid stuff right now. And he's, uh, Rob, he's, I mean, Robbo's stats are, you know, they're still good for like a fullback, oh, but they're really good. Really good. They're nothing, nowhere near like Trent's. Yeah. And he, I mean, Robbo should have scored this weekend too. Yeah. He could have two goals this season. I mean, I still think he's fine. But yeah, I mean, you're looking at kind of tricky fixtures in the near term. And you know, they're having this tendency to concede one a game like Spurs of old. And, you know, he has. Like Robbo has two returns and five, which isn't you know bad. It's just not what you're hoping for, and it's tough. I mean, I get it. It's, it's tough to spend seven million on him when you're on wild card, right? I mean, you're trying to look around for money, yeah, to fit in like you know Tammy and I mean we're we're at the point now where before the season started, we're looking at you know Dean, Trent, Robbo, whatever Van Dyke, these six and a half plus million defenders and we're comparing them to these unknown quantities, seven million and under forwards who we just didn't know what they were doing or what they were going to be doing. Right. And it was easier game week one to pick the defender because it's like, okay, we know they're good with like Laporte back then too or whatever. But now we're, you know, we've seen a lot out of like Alaire and Puki and, and Abraham like first few game weeks Can't to kind well, of project. Mount, like there's a yeah. lot of guys. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of guys in that price and that six, six and a half ish million price bracket defense. You know, I mean, midfield and forwards that you could, you know, argue very capably of going there instead of, you know, the defense. But 
Yeah, I think I think Vertonghen's a pretty shrewd pick as long as he doesn't put Davinson back in, which you know could I mean, happen yeah. this weekend. I expect it to happen soon, but <laughs> it depends what the Magic Eight Ball says. I swear he just sits at his fucking desk and shakes the Magic Eight Ball and puts that person out right back. It's. I mean, it, there's enough. Nothing would be more surprising to me than. After they just have the best performance of the season, that they go to Leicester and he makes like six changes. Yeah, or a man of the match, and then it's just like not in the squad. Not in the squad. Yeah, no. So, yeah, it feels like we're on similar pages. I mean, addressing Liverpool, I think it's kind of funny, but people keep forgetting that Allison hasn't played. <laughs> like, no, Allison has conceded zero goals this season. He came up injured in game week one. Like, Liverpool are having this tendency to concede one sort of like consolation goal or one worldy or something like that. Like that's what Allison saves, and then they keep it clean. It's like I I feel like people should. I understand where the questions are coming from, and I totally am am questioning it myself as I'm on wildcard. But at the same time, it's like where is questioning Liverpool's clean sheets coming from? And would we still be questioning it if fucking Willems doesn't score a worldie on his weak foot? Because I don't think we would. I think if Liverpool kept it clean, and the rest of that match was a complete cakewalk joke. Yeah, was, there was no... Absolute nothing. joke of a game. I mean, he didn't make one save, Adrian. Yeah, it was a non-contest. So what ha- What are we talking about if, if that is just a 3-0 and everyone's happy with their Liverpool clean sheet points? Are we getting any of these questions in because i feel like we're not okay that's fair well let's shift to i mean that's fine and i mean the adrian allison i mean i guess of the four goals conceded i'm trying to think off the top of my head like maybe two ish like one and a half to two would be attributed to adrian could have maybe done better but i mean by and large i don't think he's been a problem for them like it's not like oh directly his fault the southampton one yeah yeah that one but i mean the norwich one wasn't the arsenal one wasn't the newcastle one wasn't so i guess that's about it but if allison makes one big save then one of those is a clean yeah, fair. Okay, and the, let's shift over to City, though, because, I mean, I think that they have bigger problems. Yeah, they just straight up have a defensive problem in the shape of Fernandinho, it seems like. I mean, what's the solution? Is he going to just play him? Because he's fucking fit. He's just sitting on the bench. I don't know what the hell he's doing with him, and he's maybe has been grooming him all summer for center back. That's what he's telling the media. Maybe Fernandinho lost a step. He's fucking old and niggling injuries all of last season. I really don't know. But when I watch City, because they're they're still suppressing shots in similar fashion. Like they're still by far best in the league in shots conceded, which is good and normal. And that's what you expect from City. The difference is the shots that they are conceding are really good ones. And their XG Mm -hmm. is really bad for City. It's usually... By far, the XG allowed is usually by far best in the league, and now they're down to fifth. And that's where I'm seeing the problems. And a lot of it, from my eyes, are just on the counter. Like Bournemouth was on the counter, Norwich were on the counter, blah, blah, blah. And that's where Dino is just like interception, tactical foul, tackle, you know, just something. And I feel like they're just getting sort of overrun by these counters and people breaking the press and stuff like that. So. I don't know the solution, and Pep is a thousand times smarter and better than me at everything, so <laughs> I back him to 
sort it, but at the moment, it, it feels like a major problem. So, I mean, that, yeah, I mean, I don't know. But in terms of FPL, like, what are we looking at here? Like, Mendy's, well, they're going to play tomorrow, so we'll have to see what he does. In D- I, I suspect there'll be, maybe Cancelo comes in. I mean, we yeah. don't know if Mendy, maybe he'll be on the bench or whatever. We don't know what the center back's going to look like. Yeah, but Stones and Laporte are both out. Yeah, I mean, what are we... Yeah, so, I mean, I still think your Automendi pick is basically fine. But I, no, I really do. I, I know I sound like a fucking idiot, but like, I still think it's basically fine. The only, the main thing that I'd be scared of is just him getting fucking dropped more than like City yeah. not figuring I, it out. Yeah, dude. No yeah. shit. Like, no, but a I, lot of people terrified are of. just cutting him because they're like, oh, he's horrible and City are horrible at defending. And I'm like, well, they'll probably be fine, but. Yeah, in terms of the personnel, I just have absolutely no idea. I guess right. we're back to the stage where like Walker's the most nailed because he can play center back or right back, and he's probably better than any other center back at the, at the any other fit center back at the club right now. And Ederson is still six one and obviously nailed. But I mean, do you hold Zinchenko? He's still, a lot of people still have him. I think you I just hold him until he, and, the, until it happens. Like the first game Mendy starts in the league over him, then you just immediately transfer him out? I think so. Because Mendy's yeah, obviously 50 times the player. So that's, yeah, once it happens, it's probably done. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to do there. Um, I don't even know if Stones out makes them better or worse defensively. And What happened to him? Some sort of knock. Something came out this morning, like out four to five weeks out of nowhere, kind of. He's such a little pussy. He's such a bitch. It's insane. He can't play more than one game. It's like, it's absurd. I know. And all of the everything, media and everything, is just because they're English, probably. It's just shitting all over Automendi. And don't get me wrong, he was. Stones was so bad. Automendi was terrible. And the most yeah. glaring mistake of the game. Stones was. Awful. Also, he was so bad. A joke. Like all of them were just <laughs> awful the whole game. So I don't know. Oh I, I I genuinely don't know what they're gonna do. What Pep's gonna do? But I do feel like they'll figure it out. But it's very easy on wildcard to just not go there at all because it's a fucking mess. Um, he needs to start playing Mars, dude. Mars is great. He needs to just free him. Like I don't get it. Yeah, I mean. Record transfer, he just rides the bench, and their depth is just silly. I really, don't, I really don't get it with Mars that he doesn't play him more, dude. Yeah, I would like to see more Mars. I mean, I've been. I, I, I would mean, like, Bernardo, I would like he, it if Kevin started too. That would have been cool for me. Uh, hey, hey, okay. Like, okay, I don't want to talk about this anymore. All right, what else do we have? Come on, Sute. Oh, come, um, come on. Arsenal slash OBS questions. We have Frankenstein on Slack. Arsenal have a ridiculous fixture run. It seems time for one of Obs or Pepe. For most of us, this would mean giving up one of our city assets, such as Kev, Kuna, Raz, or a Liverpool asset, Mo or Mane. Who would you give up and why? And then Pat Dowling on Slack said, is it worth considering making moves to have Obs in over Salah? Liverpool have away, Chelsea away, United, Spurs, City in the next seven, while Obs has a very nice run. The question comes down to who scores more in the short term. I can't find oh. I can't find a, a I can't find a way in for him. I've been trying Excuse me? What? Excuse me? I can't figure out a way to get Obs into my wildcard team. 
Obiobs. I keep clicking yeah, X and yeah. clicking OBS, and then a, a giant red thing is like you're four million over budget. I'm like, hmm, let me try that again. And I click out OBS and put back in some piece of shit, and then I do it again, and it's still just there. I, 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 I don't know. So, I mean, the core of this crux of the question is like, if you have Mo, Raz, you know, Kuhn, Kevin, or whatever, would you drop any of them for OBS? I, mean, I think no. I, I think, think the still straight no up no, and that's why I haven't been able to find a place for him. I feel like the best argument would be Kuhn. No, why? Because soon he'll probably start playing 60 minutes again once Jesus is fit. That's really the only reason. Like, if, if yeah. you're going to tell me Aguero's playing 90 minutes over the next six weeks, then absolutely not. Yeah, that's fair. And and also, I mean, this is we we always kind of mention this in passing, but it is a factor, but midfielders score more points. Like they get more points for their goals and they get clean sheet points, which have been few and far between, but they get them. And I think that's another factor. I mean, there's so many great OBS matches where he just finishes on six. And I feel like Salah and Raz and Kevin are are more frequently hitting the double digits and stuff like that. I mean, I, I love OBS, and I think he'll consistently return points in this period, but I just don't know if it's, like, enough points. Also, Arsenal are fucking mess, too. I think that's the major kicker to me. Yeah, is, the difference in the like, team is, is it's so, ridiculous. It's such a big, big golf, and, I mean, OBS really needs to make the most of his, like, little chances he has because we watch Arsenal get dominated for half against Watford. We don't watch Liverpool or City get dominated for a half against anyone. And that's a concern to me. I mean even though on paper, you know, oh Arsenal versus like Bournemouth, like, oh great fixture, they're gonna be great. Like they could just lose that game. Yeah. But City City did lose. Actually, lost this weekend, but they still like had so many chances. Like Raz had like, oh. seven shots, multiple chances created, even though he blanked. I mean, couldn't score. It's just and I this like is all that. without Kevin too. It's like the yeah, city, without yeah. Kevin. And I mean, Mo is similar, right? I mean, he has a brace against Arsenal already, and he has six returns in five game weeks, and he's the best player in the league. They're the best team in the league. And we learned last year what happens when we doubt Liverpool with tough on-paper fixtures. They just roll. They just keep rolling. So I don't really look at the fixtures. The only thing, I guess, is captaincy. But even still, I don't know. I still just like the Liverpool and the City players more yeah. than OBS. Yeah, and the thing also with you were talking about the team, which I totally agree with, you know, the fact that like Arsenal get outshot by like five times against Watford is not ideal for, you know, the forward, but it's also Emery. I mean, it's gotten to the point where it seems like he has no fucking idea what he's doing. And I don't know what system they're going to be. I mean, I'm sure he'll like drop Ozil and Ceballos next week and they'll have no creators and who knows what the fuck he's going to do in Europe too. I mean, we'll know, we'll have a rough idea on Thursday, but it's just, I don't know. I don't, there's, we have such known quantities that Liverpool and City are the best two teams and the highest scoring teams. And it's just, I just feel so much safer with them. 
Yeah, the Europa thing is a, is a big thing too, right? I mean, like Laka's even, hurt, so we, fuck, is he just going to play all of them? Yeah, and I think the important thing to think of too with Europa is, I mean, they go on Thursday, and it really like fucks up their prep for the weekend because they get back, you know, so late. Even if they, you know, they're usually going to play on Sunday, but. Like when you have Champions League on Tuesday, right? Like you get back Wednesday, like you can, you have, I mean, maybe, maybe it's the same amount of days, but their squad's like thinner. We don't know what he's going to do. And it just seems like, just seems not great. Yeah. And, and the manager, again, it's like, who do you trust more with a, a short window, of two days of prep, Pep, Klopp, or Emery? It's just like, I don't trust him. You know, like at this point, I know that Arsenal fans are beginning to turn on him. I was kind of giving him a lot of patience last season too, but like at this point I'm just like he doesn't know how to he just got like destroyed by Kike Sanchez Flores. In his first game back for Watford, they just like out tactics Emery and that's supposed to be the one thing that he's really good at is like sort of making a big halftime change and changing tactics. It just seems like he's just I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. People Shaka Shaka just has him hostage. Has his kids hostage. Yeah, he is just nailed. He cannot. They're in the well. Cannot unnail himself. He has like his kids in the well, like putting, bringing, dropping lotion down for them, and he's just (laughs) the fact that he keeps picking him is. I mean, it's like Poch keeps picking Lamella. It's like I don't know. I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, at least Lamella scoring goals, not conceding penalties. There's a big difference there. Meanwhile, Torreira just all he does all day in London is drink Monte. He can't get inside for for his fucking life. It's it's just yeah. But I mean, then there's the other thing, right? Neither of us have OBS, and he just hauled, and he hasn't blanked once. So are we just talking ourselves out of it because it's like harder to get to him? Well, I'm on lockdown, so it's not hard to get to him. You know, I I very much have been. On the you know Salah, Raz, Kevin, can I fit in OBS? And then can I take out any of those guys for OBS? And it just feels so bad. It just feels okay. like dumb and bad. So for me, it's not that at, at all. What are you looking at with your Liverpool spots outside of Trent and Mo? Are you trying to fit like Mane in? Or I mean, I guess that you can't. If you, it's you the same can't. thing with, with you OBS. I mean, are you looking at Bob or are you doing like a Matip or what? I have. As of now, I only have Trenton and Mo. Okay. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, I think Bob is interesting, but there's so many cheap forwards that are just doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it's tough to argue for him when you have like Pookie and yeah. Abraham and shit. Okay. The last thing about Mo is that someone in Slack was like, "Yeah, he is like bad against the big six, like blah 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 blah." It's a, it's a, and I just pulled up the stats because I was like, "Is he?" And it's just like so untrue. It's just like. He has Chelsea this weekend. He's five goals, five goals and nine against Chelsea, and you know they have Spurs coming up. He has six goals and nine against Spurs, and you know United. Okay, United. He hasn't scored against, I, I think, uh, under Liverpool. But like the the big games have not actually, you know, slowed him down at all. And like you said last season, when everyone got rid of him, we all got fucking Kane for the run. Is when he just went insane. Oh, God. And scored like he scored like ten <laughs> goals in seven games or something. Just, so I don't the know. The one other thing with Mo is I mean, we keep beating 
on about this with him being the best player, but I mean his stats like compared to Ob's is not at all a comparison. Like Mo just shits in every orifice of Ob's. He has <laughs> he has like double pen touches. Yeah. And he has I mean it's just his XG's higher, his XA is like four times. He has like ten chances created to four. The only thing that they're like similar in is the shot attempts and stuff, but yeah, Mo is just. I mean, people are going without Mo. I just, I just still, it's just like, come on, guys. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, I mean, I, I, Mane over Mo, you could, you could talk me into that. We talked about that two weeks ago, and it looked good this yeah, week. Yeah, the million, the million, etc. But yeah, I mean, both, both those guys so what are about, real good. What about Mane versus Raz? Because that's starting to maybe be something we should talk about. That's interesting. Like what is Raz, like why or how is Raz better? Because he maybe is just not better. I think it's the it's probably the creativity. Um, you know, like Raz is every year getting you know double digit assists. You know, he had fifteen last year, seventeen the year before. I expect him to finish similarly in goals. You know, maybe Mane outscores him like two or three or something, four maybe. But you know, Mane is not. The most creative. I mean, he he underperformed his creativity last season, but you know he's still not a he's not the Salah of the team who's going to get like ten or something. And certainly they don't play the way City plays, where everyone is just getting you know XA out of control every game. So yeah. I think that's I don't know. Probably, Mane has Mane has more chances created than Raz right now this season. This I mean, season? it's a small sample size, but yeah, I mean four more. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, the Raz's shots are, but I mean, I guess Raz has been really inflated from like the hat trick game or whatever. But I mean, the last two, he's kind of like back on the left a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, play. I just, I don't know. I mean, I have captain in the last two weeks, and it's been an absolute nightmare. Yeah, but you know, he did this last year a lot, right? Like he would go on these little mini runs of just being completely invisible. And it's really frustrating. Like we talked about him last year as not really being captainable. It was more to the rotation point than the like the performance point. But what do we what do we do? We just hold him. I mean, there's just nothing more yeah, to I do. Mean, you, just keep him. And- you you're almost contradicting yourself because we just talked about how fucking amazing he was against Norwich. Like he fuck had, Alon. I'm a fucking one million rank. I'm a walking six, contradiction. He had six shots. Of- 0.81 xg and he had four chances created for 0.62 xa like he was unplayable he just got super unlucky if guys and, finish and their he chances, got outscored by mcginn yeah exactly he got outscored so by what was everyone what are we what are we up to yeah i think raz right. is still I'm, just great and I'm lo- easy I'm hold losing it, dude. i'm just losing it i sort of feel like i'm losing it too so i don't know i ha- i need to do well in this wild card or or UCL, or this is chant turning into a UCL fantasy podcast. We'll see. Um, <laughs> we got some questions, Graham on Slack. You've mentioned at Alon, so I guess this is just all me. You I can can't go, answer. Yeah, it just to go you. to the all bathroom right. or something. At Alon, right. you've mentioned the passes received heat map several times this year. I know you tend to take a more stat orientated approach compared to Walsh. What are your mm-hmm. primary sources for stats? It can make a difference with different outlets using different XG models, etc. Oh, like what websites do I use and shit? Is that what he's asking? I'm, I wasn't. I'm not allowed to answer, so I wasn't really listening. Okay, well, great, um, great, Alon. Great. Yeah, I don't know. I use the same shit that everyone else uses. I use Understat. I use Hue Scored. I use FFS for the. That's bomb. Yeah. 
Stats Bomb. They have good articles for the for the team XG. I tend to look at Kaylee's um, friend of the pod, Kaylee. Yeah, I mean that that's the that's the sources I generally use. I I like to use more than one because I don't really trust that one is going to be like perfect and tell me everything I need to know. Sometimes there's a big discrepancy on like. Opta says something is a big chance, and you know, on Kaylee's, it's a shitty chance. And I have to be think. I like thinking about why is this that, and watching, you know, matching that with my eye test and being like, yeah, I, I don't think that's a big chance either, or something like that. But yeah, it's all so mi- what's, mixing and matching. Okay, good. So what's up with Wildcard? Are you like, how are you doing? Because I'm like getting sad. Wild Are you card? doing okay with Wildcard? We haven't even really talked about it that much. We've mentioned it in passing. I mean, I've been tinkering a lot. I think where I'm kind of at is super template template-y, but that's not really bad. Um, I'm as of now the the main like differentials, if you want to call them that, in my team are probably Vertongen and Sun. Um. Oh god, dude! You're gonna have two Spurs players. You know how that's gonna go. Sun is different. Yeah, yeah. I think if there's a Venn diagram of Spurs hateable Spurs players, Sun is like somewhere else. He's he's he, not in either of the bubbles or in the middle thing. He's above. lovely. He's just I love everything about him, and he's so fucking good. Um, so that's Sun. Uh, yeah, I don't know about Vert. I don't know what I'm going to do in defense. We talked about that already. But otherwise, I mean, it's pretty template. It's Hookie, Abraham, Salah, Sterling, Kevin, Cantwell, um, Trent, and a bunch of trash. And then I'm on Gunn at the back right now. I'm not sure between like Gunn and Pope. I don't know. They're all, no one's really keeping any cleans. I'm like, yeah, maybe Southampton have been good last few games. Maybe they're good. I like Gunn too. Gunn, I, I, Gunn's I rate really him. good. Yeah, I just like like him, and I like Ralph, and I kind of like Southampton. So, yeah, there haven't Gunn's been any like nightmare. huge diversions in what I'm thinking, other than like trying to tinker in with OBS and stuff that we already mentioned. But I also haven't been tinkering like that hard. I'm kind of waiting for like Champions League to finish. I've mainly just been farming. Like it's fucking World of Warcraft out here. I'm just farming my resources, <laughs> <laughs> getting the farm merchants going. But. That was good. That was good. Nothing, nothing that shocking outside of uh, outside of what I already mentioned. Do you think you're gonna like do good? Well, I don't. I don't. But you're the one who told me that like I usually do do well on my first wild card. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, to to me, that's like that was like sort of shocking when you told me that. I was like, Oh, oh, okay. Okay, yeah, usually what your your thing is you do well for like the first like four or five weeks after wild card and then you have one week where you do something insane and then you just oh. tank. I was, I was gonna ask what the the catalyst is between like me yeah, doing that's well the and cat- taking that. That's the catalyst. That's it right there. There's like a triple minus four move or like a minus eight oh. four four transfer move and you're just like you lose it. And then oh. you just fucking that's bad. That seems so. Bad. Don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, I need you back. You know, keeping me on track and shit. But yeah, I mean, mm. I feel like I'll do okay. Although I do have this feeling in FPL that I've mainly started since last season, which obviously for listeners who were around last season, I had a complete nightmare last season. But 
I just feel like I'm going to wildcard into something and then I'm going to still feel behind. Like there's going to be some omission in my team and I'm going to be like, fuck, I still don't have this guy and like I'm still not doing well or something like that. Like yeah, You don't want to be there. Maybe that's like Alaire. Like maybe I should have Alaire plus two million over Sun. You could talk me into I, that. There's no way I would have Sun on my wildcard team if I was wildcarding right Why? now. Why? Because Spurs are a fucking nightmare. Yeah, but do you realize how bad we were? Sun is really you, good. You, you watch the game. I mean, you guys but the, were. Yeah. It, but it, it doesn't matter. Like the team is a fucking mess, and they have a pretty tricky Champions League group. Like, right? I think that they're bad. I think they have a really bad, dumb manager who picks a bad team, and I think they're bad. So, am I really so, going to go with like Abraham Allaire Puki? Yeah. I mean, I think, or I mean, even Column is like very shout worthy, but I can't really, Colum. I don't really have time. Well, he's, he's been good. He hasn't blanked no, no, yet. I just love the name Column. It makes me laugh every oh, yeah. single time instead of Callum. Like, I can't really accept that Sun's worth two million more than these players. Like, I don't, I just don't agree. Yeah, it's with probably that. wrong. Two million is a lot. So much. Yeah. Like Sun was eight last year when everyone was buying him. Like that's a lot less than he's nine six right now. Like that's a lot less. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'm overthinking it with Sun. It seemed it's it's not point chasing, but it's definitely like recency bias. Like he just exploded, and I'm like, fuck, Sun is awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's he's good, obviously, but I mean, I don't know nine six. Like I don't think he's that. Yeah, I, I still just feel so sketchy with going with like three budget forwards, though. I have to say, like, yeah, but we're beyond that now because we have a reasonable amount of like information to base the fact of like between the four players we just mentioned, like three of them are good, and if it de- if you determine that you only want two, like easy double swap and go four four two or whatever, right? Yeah, that's probably right. There's enough <clears throat> enough mids that are also similarly priced, I guess, for a double swap. Like even if there's not, even if a forward doesn't emerge, I could always like go back to Mount or some other guy that's doing well or something like that. Yeah, that's fair. Trossard, Trossard. Yeah, Trossard when he's back. I mean, I meet like Mape what do you, is good. Yeah. I mean, this is you're gonna laugh at me, but what do you think about Ericsson? Eight eight. I mean, he's like that's what I'm interested in. Not that's one more boy. reasonable than Sun, I would say, because Erickson has the track record, especially without trips there on set pieces, of being a yeah. 200 point player, being like a Kev for eight eight. Um, I guess he's, he's like never. I guess he's just nailed now because they didn't sell him, so he's just back to being nailed. Is that, is that like what I'm led to believe here? I guess. I mean, well, as long as Los Celso and and Dombalos is out, yeah. But I don't know what he's doing. I mean, I don't know what Pochettino does or thinks, so I, I couldn't really say. But at the moment, at the moment, he's, he's not. Now. I mean, he's not an eight eight priced FPL asset. Like we know that. I mean, yeah. he's always more than that, and he just is a tick machine. App machine, so I don't know. I mean that—that's like maybe. I mean maybe that's just stupid because then you're in the territory of all sun. I mean, point eight is still a lot when you're up in this region. Point eight's but, a lot, yeah. It's a lot. I don't know. Erickson, Erickson's just you know, but you know how I am with Erickson. 
No, I mean, he's he's really good. I haven't really considered him, but those price drops are pretty significant. I mean, the 0.8, rounded to a million or something like that. Like, Sun being a million more, is, is it does not line up. I do wonder if, like, the fall of Kane makes Sun better because Kane is just really bad now. And just, yeah, Kane's like, just bad. He's just, like, a central midfielder link-up player. He's just, like, a bad all-air. And Sun is way further forward and taking more shots and like, et cetera, et cetera. I wonder if that affects Sun positively. That is a good point. I mean, the last two games, Sun was playing out of position striker. Yeah. I guess I'm still just like, I haven't like snapped my head around that. That might be what the future is. And he's just striker and and Kane is a midfielder. Right. If that happens, then Sun's worth 9 6. I mean, just it's such a small sample size, but last last season. The last three seasons, four actually, Sun has been around three shots per 90. And so but far, last, in very small sample size, he's at four and a half shots per 90. And just like. But last, yeah. Yeah. But last season, he played that bulk when Kane was dead, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's a tough amount of games to judge. Yeah. I'm just uh, saying his okay. shots are up and stuff. It could be. No, no, yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. That's a good job by you. Something to think about. What about, I mean,. Arsenal play Thursday. Ozil's not in the team. I mean, you. What do you think? Then he's just nailed in my wild card. Nailed, nailed right? I'm just kidding. No, he's not nailed. Although he was so yeah. good. Oh, I had such a he funny so moment good. with producer Nate last night. We were hanging out watching the Jets be horrible, and we were talking about the Arsenal game because I didn't see it, and I was kind of asking him and something. And Nate was like trying to find this highlight to show me this like dummy from the match to show me. And he was like looking on his phone and he was just like, he wasn't really talking to me. He was basically talking to himself. We were just sitting on the couch and he just goes like, I just hear him under his breath go like, he's so good. He's so good. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, Oh my God, it's such an arsenal thing to happen. Oh, he is. He is. He's fucking amazing. He was so good. Love him, absolutely love him. Oh, maybe I, I, because we're going to be hanging out on Sunday to watch the game, and Liverpool and Arsenal are playing at the same time on Sunday at eight thirty. But I mean, you know, both games will be on. But like, I want to, like, I want to whistle for the game. We need to find a good bar to go to. If anyone has a New York City footy bar that they really love, pass it, pass it along. Because Walsh is coming to New York, IRL pod next week. Um, One, and it's all, it's, it's, it's. I could wake up. After the deadline with Ozil on my team. That's actually a thing that could happen. <laughs> it is. Don't, true. don't go it's down true. there yet. Don't do it yet. It's, it's true. I mean, McGinn, like, come on. What am I doing here? Dean Sylvan's like had a good um, philosophical question that I, that I really like. So I'm going to pop that off. He said, I find it interesting that for the most part, the questions that are asked every week are largely the same or slight variations of each other. Given this and the fact that you guys are probably. The fact that you both probably spend a large amount of time pondering these questions, what are the questions that we are not asking? I mean, I think the number one thing that comes to mind just without, you know, hearing this before it came into my, you know, right now is like how to get ahead. Like, I think that everyone spends a lot of time looking at, you know, who did well last week and, you know, who are the popular transfers and stuff, but... I don't feel like people spend enough time 
looking in the medium term and projecting like who's going to be good. Yeah, that's the key, right? Who's going to be good? Who's going to be the next trend? Not who's trending now is probably a lot more significant. Yeah, and we talk about, you know, the risk about, you know, not having to be like first to the well or whatever, which is valid, but it also comes with a lot of times when we're talking about that, we're talking about like very unproven, like punty guys. Oh, yeah, who, or not nailed guys, even. Yeah, not nailed, but like, you know, we, and Erickson, for example, we're just mentioning Erickson, like, he's someone like De Bruyne, right? I mean, we know that he's going to finish up on, you know, at least like 180 at the end of the season if he plays, if he stays fit. And, like the earlier you can maybe just like figure out a way to set him in and just kind of leave him alone, you know that's that's like something. That's a thing. So I mean, I think that I mean, in, in I mean, I just think that spending time kind of looking and projecting who's going to be good is something that the FPL community in general doesn't really look at enough. Right. So so let's try and answer that though. So how. How do you go about trying to find those kind of who's the next trendy guy, who's going to be good for the next like six to ten, as opposed to just falling into like the oh I need to do everything to get Tammy and stuff like that? Like, what do you personally do? Well, I mean, I think you, we always are kind of looking skeptically of the bandwagons, like always. Yeah. Me and you, right? Like, we're always like very critical of like this guy's double or triple rising and usually our default is like that's dumb he's not like that's dumb kind yeah, of yeah and i don't know if it's like stubbornness or like we think we're smarter than everyone maybe a little bit of both and we're really just stupid <laughs> a little bit of all three of those things yeah, but yeah. in general like you know Maitland Niles before game week 1 right i mean he was like under 1% owned and you know we just kind of saw something there, and you know he's playing out of position, and or not out of position, but he's playing very, you know, as an attacking fullback. And they had a couple good fixtures, and you know the pricers were like, like we're just we really are, are mining, you know, the teams with somewhat good fixtures, and looking at who no one's talking about, like Erickson, right? I mean, yeah, I, don't, I haven't seen Erickson in a team since. Since All year, like, I don't think I've seen December anyone in Slack last with year or something. <laughs> yeah, I just don't think that's happened. But like when you're looking, you know, Sun's flashy, he's back. Like, okay, cool. And then you know, Kane, everyone's like, whatever, Kane. But you know, I mean, Spurs, as you know, as much as I, I make fun of them, like they're still a good team and they're still a top four team, more or less top four team, and, and they're going to get points. And their fixtures are now starting to get like pretty good. You know, that's that's the kind of thing is looking at it like that, right? And like what I mentioned, Madison, right? I mean, he's not in any teams right now because their fixtures have been bad. But you know, the underlings look okay. I mean, he's pretty central to what they do. Like getting him, you know, a week or two early and just setting the team up before he's going to have some price rises, etc. And he's, you know, he's going to return in their bad fixtures. Like he's just gonna. So like, those are the kind of things, right? Yeah, I think that's that's a good, good thorough analysis. I think also. Maitland Niles is a good example, but the key with Maitland Niles in preseason is that he paired with Soyonchu, who was also, you know, a fucking under 1% guy. And so someone actually was like shitting on me on Twitter. You know, I was out all day, so I didn't watch the Arsenal game, but someone was like, oh, like you still have Ainsley Maitland Niles? Like, oh my God, like, blah, blah, blah. That spot for me has been like five points per game. 
between rotating Soy and AMN. It's been fucking amazing. It's more points per game than like Trent. That spot for me has been. So it's it's not about just finding one differential guy and just riding that. I think it's about making sure the core base of your team, which obviously it's easier for me on wildcard than it is when you're just using one free a week, but kind of keeping the core you know, safe, reliable guys in your team together, which again is, it goes back to like, this is why we have Mo, Raz, Kev over OBS, et cetera. And trying to get, you know, like the pookies of the world in your team to, to build around. And then it's kind of taking that one, well, this is the 11th guy on my team. This is the 10th guy on my team who rotates well with the 12th guy on my team. It's a low risk, low risk spot. And there's no other safe, good option that I like alternative. So that's kind of it's kind of matching like where you're taking your risks with and and why you're taking a risk with like a spot on your team that allows you to take risk without punishing you, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And with defense too, it's a little bit, I guess, different. You're talking about the rotation, like yeah. you have to be really cautious about, you know, making sure that you're gonna be getting the good fixtures for these cheaper rotating kind of players back there. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the answer. Yeah. Aaron. Aaron, I hope you like that one, Aaron. <laughs> Danny Farmer on Slack, going to Champions League, Europa League, international breaks. How important is that third bench spot? Do you just risk it going with Cantwell, Lundstrom for rotation, hold your dick with Ketia, Greenwood, and Wickham? Or do you downgrade a high priced defender to get a third forward like Mape, Adams, Ings, Wesley for the next month or so for the main bench spot? It's yeah, so- I, I don't. I don't think so, man. Third spot. I don't think until Christmas, you know, the Boxing Day, that whole nightmare, will you be getting your third bench guy off? You still rarely do, I feel like. Yeah, it's just like doesn't yeah. happen. But that said, like, I, I'm i personally on wildcard, like, I'm trying to prioritize having good bench guys. Like, I don't want to just go with, like, fucking garbage red flag championship players outside of Woodman. <laughs> Because I know that rotation is coming. Like, there's going to be, Sterling is going to play zero minutes in the next month or so. One of these games, he's going to play zero minutes. Trent is going to also play zero minutes. One of these games coming up might be this weekend. So I, I'm, I'm kind of trying to anticipate this, these things before they are disasters and try and get guys who are actually playing. Like, someone like, even like Jordan Ayu, I've been kind of looking at just jamming him in my team. Don't, don't do it. For a bench He's going to be on the bench soon. He's going to be on the bench soon. Regardless, it's just an example. Like That's a spot oh, where I'm like, time, time, time. is it worth 0.7 to have, a, you know, to have a starting striker, even though he's not starting maybe anymore, just as an example, over a non-playing forward, and where can I like find the money to make that move? And I think there's a chance that it ends up paying me back big time because when I get those zero-minute spots, I... I'm trying to have a, a starting attacker or something like that, or a good like fullback or something coming in. But you know, we'll see. I'm sure by the end I'll have three red flag guys and just all my money on the pitch. But <laughs> um, we got uh, five more questions. Flam on Slack. Who should we be targeting over the next three to four game weeks? Down back slash which team slash player do you trust and like the most over this small run? Anyone going on a big run that you like? What are you just like in the game, like I, in general? I guess I, I don't know how else to read that question. 
goodness. I mean, we mentioned Norwich. I, I still really believe that, like, they're they are real and they're gonna Todd, some of these. Todd teams. is Todd is the truth. You gotta love, love Todd. Todd. You gotta love Todd. I love when he bitch slaps the fucking corner flag as his oh, celebration. Yeah. <laughs> bitch slap the corner flag like double X fucking heavy metal hand thing screaming at the top of his lungs. I absolutely love that. I mean, I still think wood wood points are coming. <laughs> yeah, Burnley's fixtures are pretty silly. I, I, I mean, column, like it must be said, he should be in more teams. He yeah, should be. I started the season with him. All he's done is return every single week and price, price drop in Dropped price. Like three times. <laughs> three times, yeah. Times. He should just be in more teams. I mean, Southampton, West Ham, Arsenal, Norwich, Watford next time. Like, mm, it's pretty good. He's just are you really looking at him? Good. I mean, you should, you should be looking at him, are you? Or what, what's I happening? haven't been, but maybe I should be. Yeah, you should. I'm, I'm like, you I'm really honestly like be. the main takeaway so far into this pile that I'm taking away is like, is Tammy definitely the guy? With his what are like you talking a, about just with his insane overperformance, Tammy, and like mount injury and shit. I'm just like, is he actually just gonna like fall off a cliff in production? I'm not sure. What did you say? It was eight shots on target, seven goals. That, that's correct. Like. Jesus, I'm like, should I just be going like Callum? I don't know. It's it's stupid. It's like it, it feels ridiculous to not go with Tammy on wildcard, and I probably will. But I'm, yeah. There's a Callum Allaire. Pookie's nailed. He's not fucking moving. Yeah, Pookie's nailed. I mean, I I think it should probably be Tammy. It's still Chelsea, right? Yeah. I mean, he's still. The thing with him is, you know, watching him, and we, you know, we've seen him a fair amount. Yeah. He's. He's really good, and his just really good. His like his movement isn't like his movement doesn't like impress me in the terms of like pulling defenders and like creating space for others. But he like stands around like a little fucking piece of shit, and then he finds like this little spot to like go walk into, and the ball just is, comes to him. Did you like, watch Match of the for, Day? His little segment, the like Tammy segment. After I've, I never watched the segments, there was just one little thing that you would have loved. Where it was on his header goal, the uh, Alonso assist this past weekend, yeah. where he just he like grabbed Cook's arm, Cook's outstretched arm, and just like tugged it, like just a little bit, just tugged on it, and then ran right in front of him and just put a bullet header in the corner. It's just like, oh my god, I love that. It's just like, yeah, he's just a little clever fox in the box fucker. He's his techers are there. He's so looks so good. Yeah, he's he's just good. I do love him. Not gonna lie. Yeah. But yeah, but I mean, Callum I think Colum over yeah. Allaire is definitely like a reasonable thing. I yeah, think. yeah. It's like as good as Allaire looks. I mean, he's just oozes class every yeah. minute he plays. He's so much better than that team. It's ridiculous yeah, that he's on West Ham. But you know, Colum just. Does the bits and scores the goals. Like he's seen all these defenses multiple times and he knows what it takes. And Alaire's still like, you know, figuring that out. And the team is pretty schizophrenic. Yeah. I mean, I said it in preseason when I started started the season with Callum, but when he's fit, he just scores points. Yeah. I mean, it's I been think basically four I'm, years. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting to the, I mean, last season, right? I mean, I think I got. Colin, like I had that like initial brace, like I was really early to him after he got yeah, back from injury, phrase. right? 
And I mean, I didn't have phrase at all early, but I am like coming around full circle from just like the denial and like I hate Bournemouth to like they're good. Yeah, I know. And he's good. They just you know do what it. I mean? Yeah, no, 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 I totally know what you mean. I mean, this was this had all the makings of like a. Everton put Bournemouth to the sword. Everton are a legit, like, maybe sixth team or something like that, and Bournemouth just fucking do them. Everton are a mess, as usual. What else is new? Water's what? Yeah. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, I mean, I guess that's column, I think, is someone that, again, you know, should be more teams. But otherwise, and, like, yeah, obviously Chris would love him. I mean, Otsel, I think, you know, he's going to start getting points, obviously. So good. That's about it for me. What about you? Anything yeah, I'm else? just looking Anything at else? fixtures. There's not that many. You know who have really, really good fixtures? Yeah. Manchester City. Uh, well, I mean, okay. Hi. Home Watford, away it. Everton, home Wolves, away Palace, home Villa. I just I just don't know why he doesn't free Mares. He needs to be freed. Home Southampton after that. Oh, my Bilva, God. Bilva, I just don't understand why he keeps persisting with Bilva up top. Like, he's so out of position. I just don't... I've, I mean, I've been complaining about him in that position... Since the beginning of last year, I just like I don't like him there. Remember when people were like angrily arguing with me about Bernardo Silva in preseason starting their FPL yeah. teams with him? Yeah, it was that good. was a funny time to be alive. Yeah, I don't know. I I love Bilva. I don't know. If I, no, I matter. like him, but I just like don't like him in this spot. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you like him in midfield? Yeah, I want him in. I don't know. Anyway, I mean, if you're gonna improve defensively. Playing Bilva in, in the David role is a big improvement defensively, I feel like. Anyway. I, mean, I don't understand how Gundogan ever, ever starts a game in the league. Gundogan and Otamendi, best two players at Manchester City. Oh, God. Um, Marvin on Slack, should we be more broad in our captain choices? I feel many people are blanking, myself included, or perhaps do we just go perma-captain to avoid the headache? So annoying. Perma captain is just destroying everyone who's rotating between Salah and Sterling. Yeah, I mean, should we second guess everything because like Raz blanks home Brighton at Norwich? Like, no, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Mo is really consistent, and we know that, but you still are trying to spike the monster scores and. You know, normally it's not going to be when they're against the bus or Arsenal, another top four. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I think we just keep doing what we do, right? It's, there's nothing with greater variance than captaincy. Yeah. In the game. There's so I mean, much luck in captaincy. It's ridiculous. It's just so, yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's really. I hate this, that people like don't so acknowledge that as much as they should. It's so much luck. Um, yeah. Let's see. All right, Kev IRL with a big one. A lot of talk on pods and articles The game that the game is about getting the best marginal players, assuming that players don't really change their premiums. However, with premiums scoring so heavily, should we be willing to move them on quicker, even though they have decent stats, but the fixtures or setup of a different premium seem, seem to look good? Seems to be way too much focus on the shite and ignoring the big point scorers. I mean, I guess my answer is no. I mean, that's not really how I play. I just I don't, don't think like... tra- yeah, transferring premiums in and out is good. Like, give me an example of yeah. when it's good. Like, I mean, an example of when it would be good is if we look back in game week 13 and Ob's got like 35 more points than like Mo. 
Yeah, yeah, right. The the I mean, only way what, it looks what, good is in hindsight, in a very specific yeah. example. Yes, yes, that's and that's a problem, probably, right? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I mean, the fixtures are bad for Mo. Still, and I mean, up. again, yeah. I mean, we've talked about this point, but just again, the good teams are good against anyone, but bad teams are only good against other bad teams. So the fixtures matter a lot more when you're predicting, you know, points for players on bad teams than they do yeah. for good teams and good players because Mo will brace against Arsenal, but. When Burnley, you know, when Burnley play them or something like Wood or Barnes is probably going to do shit, but when they play Norwich or West Ham, like then maybe they'll get points. But when they play Spurs and United, they're going to be shit and they're going to get dominated. So, I mean, that's the basic premise of like why yeah. we, I think, don't do it. Well, the other thing is also just that means you're not moving on someone else. That that's a big standout to me too. It's like. Sure, you could like double swap Mo to OBS. You're basically wasting a transfer. I mean, maybe you have mount injury and two frees, and so you're not wasting a transfer. You're redistributing your funds, you're upgrading your midfield, getting OBS. Like, fine. That's a specific example. Maybe it's fine. But if we're just talking about like, okay, well, now City have a good run and Liverpool have a bad run, so I'm going to do Mo to Raz because you don't want to have both of them. Well, now you're not fixing Mount. Now you're not fixing your shitty defense. You're not getting a good forward or something like that, and you're just swapping between the two best players in the game. So I don't like that either. Yeah. I guess with captaincy could be one. Like if you're like, I definitely want OBS because I'm going to captain him like four of the next seven, and it rotates well with like player Y on your team. Like I guess that's the thing, but I guess I just like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I should probably look at that. Like yeah, you, if, you if should I'm, spend time on it. I, I definitely owe it to my wild card to look at OBS over Mo, um, and look at it especially from a captaincy perspective, especially with Raz's inconsistency. And maybe I'll end up getting there, but my preliminary I mean, I look reaction at over is Raz. just like, nah. I would look at him over Raz, not Mo. Yeah, maybe, maybe that is the the more the better one. I just feel like I'll obviously want Raz back. Very soon, and these fixtures. I just named the fixtures. They're stupid for City. Yeah. They're yeah, like I mean, best in the league, maybe for the next six. I mean, you know. All right, let's let's work. Let's get out of here. We're getting long. Yeah, we're getting quite long. Yeah. All right. Um, what are you looking at for captaincy? Um. I'm I'm probably gonna go to Raz for a, a third time in a row, and uh, really, I just I mean Chelsea. Like I mean, I'm my initial reaction was like, okay, I'm gonna just go back to Mo, but the fixtures are still not close. I mean, I get it, Chelsea are like leaky, and you know they don't look like they're defending at all, but still going to Stamford Bridge. I mean, that's still a tough fixture. I mean, home Watford City. I expect to have a reaction in the league. Rock it up their ass. I just, I don't know. I just don't think home Watford and at Chelsea are close. They're not. Know, really, is They're what it comes down not. to. So I think I'm just going to stick with fucking failing and go with, Mo- with Raz again, I think. I don't know. Yeah. 
Mm. There's not. No, I don't hate it. It's just like it bums me out. Yeah, I'm sad. Yeah, I'm sad about that too. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I'm on Kevin right now. Like, I just captained Kevin last week too, so I'm in the same fucking boat. Um, I've been. I like the idea of Captain and Kev over Raz right now. I think he's just been way better. Um, But you know, obviously, Kev didn't start, so I got fucked. But um, it's just the goals. Like, I just the goals with Kevin just gets to me. Yeah, and yeah, no, I understand it. Um, But yeah, I mean, Arsenal home Villa is probably the standout fixture. So, you know, this is an example of something where I should analyze, like, well, is it worth captaining OBS over a City player? Is that, I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think so. After I mean, I, Thursday, I feel like OBS is more reliable, but with a much lower ceiling. Villa fucking shat on West Ham. Yeah, Villa has been good, but only create, at home, really, I, mean, I feel like. Yeah. I don't know. They fucking dominated us. We scored some fucking bullshit. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I I think I I don't know. Fuck, dude. I'm so bad. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, bro. I'm gonna give you a big pat on the back as soon as you land in New York. I need it. <laughs> I need it. Um. Yeah, it's hard to do captains when I don't know my fucking team yet. So moving on. Um. Don't forget, we have a Friday game too, so you gotta. Oh, yeah, I hate yeah. that. Yeah. Wow. So I'm gonna just get no work done this week, huh? With Champions League and yeah. Friday match and everything. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, just a few new signups this week on our on our Patreon. Also, something to look ahead to. We're gonna do some new Patreon stuff, including like merch and additional pods in October. So something to look forward to, you know, even though FPL is is bad and brings us to the darkness, there's something there to look forward to. But three new signups, new ass laps this week. We got Steve Sutton, Miguel Garcia, and Pat Dowling. Welcome. Nice to get and in I guess there and next, suck that ass. Next pod's going to be an IRL with uh, producer and Dare. Yeah, no guest Jason, which is a no huge guest bummer. Jason. But yeah, I think yeah, Tuesday IRL pod. I'll try and like okay. do some Instagram content or something, like post some vids of us in the studio, which will be enjoyable. But get get like a close up of Derek like drinking water. I should just like wear a GoPro. Just look at Derek the whole time. Yeah, just Derek stare at Derek's hair and immaculate skin <laughs> the entire time. Before we go, I mean, we haven't really talked too much about your wild card other than like a few little bit, bits and bobs, but do you want to talk about it at all? I mean, you mentioned like you had Sonnen as a diff or whatever, but like you're still looking at like Tran and the usual suspects in midfield, Pookie. I mean, is there, I mean, it sounds like you're really down to like four-ish decisions. Yeah, I am. I feel like I am. I mean, so Gunn and Pope is like sort of a toss up and like barely matters. I feel like so that that I don't really count as a decision right now. I'm on Pookie, Tammy, and I don't know what I'm going to do at forward, third forward, and then I have Mo, Raz, Kevin, Cantwell, and I don't know what I'm going to do at fifth mid. It was Sun, but I'm kind of tinkering without Sun now. Um, in defense, I'm on Trent, Vert, Loten, Lundstrom, Rico, which just seems correct to me. Um, just seems good. And yeah, that that's kind of where I'm at right now. So 
decisions to be made are like kind of Allaire, Callum, Son, Erickson, um, and maybe like shift around a little bit of money around that. Because if I go with obviously the way cheaper forward option over like Son, then maybe I can get another like Liverpool defender or something like that. So that's something I'll look for. But yeah, that's that's mostly what I'm playing with right now. Yeah, like if you put in like Callum or Allaire and then you go. Yeah, if I Another put in Callum, I have five seven in the bank. So if that's a four five mid, then I have one point two in the bank. Yeah, yeah, okay. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's you're you're pretty close. Yeah, I feel pretty. I close. think that sounds. Yeah, that sounds good. Um. Yeah, I mean, it feels good. I. I yeah, I do have that like sort of nagging, reserved for FPL only feeling of like, yeah, Mo's that does have a really good, a bad fixture on it. Ob's does have a good one, but I feel like I gotta like. Stick to my guns here. So. Well, what you said earlier about like feeling like you're going to still be missing a guy or two—that would be. I think off. you should. So I think you should really look at that and and like look at like what could go wrong to make you not like your team in two or three weeks. Yeah, that that is and, a good way to look at it. Yeah, and like decide if you know you should preempt that or. If the chances are slim enough that it's worth the risk or something like that, right? Right. And I think going without Mo, Raz, Kevin, I think all of those would be hugely flagged up in that analysis. I think that if someone else sent me their final wildcard team on Friday morning and didn't have any of those players, that's the first thing I would say. It's just like, oof, that feels bad. Like you should have all three. Like, yeah, you should probably have all three or maybe Mane, like if that, but. That's tough. That's really tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so for that reason, I don't know. There's no. Again, we have the same problem as we had last season, where there's no midfielder to get because Ozil's not nailed, and no one else does any attacking stuff. So it's like Ob's or Pepe, I guess, is nailed, but I don't know. I mean, at his price, it's just looking more and more like what is happening. Yeah, because I could fit him in easily. I have Son yeah, in right the same now. As, yeah, the same as Son. He was like, he took a step back this weekend. Let's just say that against Watford. He looked real bad. <sighs> That's a bummer. Yeah, I didn't didn't watch that, so it's harder to tell he, in highlights. He looked, he looked very bad. I mean, the bees were buzzing at the fortress of Vicarage Road. Must be said. <laughs> that... The yeah. the pit stains on Kike Sanchez floors were oh he alarming. like double he went yeah he went like shirt and then sweater and it was just like bro like it's he hot does as balls preppy ass like sweater cross the arms over your shoulders thing it doesn't matter if it's yeah. nine thousand degrees outside the pit stains though I mean you look like me out there I mean it, and it was also I think he trimmed up his neck beard like he had less hair like connecting to his chest hair. Yeah, that's, which is also that's like trend that's now. like a to have it connected or to not have it connected. Not have it connected. Okay, so I need to get with it. <laughs> my hair is just like all. Well, no, because me and you is... think kind of outside the box. So what's the trend like six game weeks from now? Is kind of what we're. Oh, <laughs> um, gonna be like wa- wax Brazilian wax your face or whatever. Maybe Pepe would make me happy. It's possible. If you get Pepe in, I'll fucking minus twelve votes on solidarity. It might make me happy. Watch Pepe is going to start and play 90 in Europa. That's nailed. If that happens, then there's no way you can get him. Of course. 
Um, I mean, he has to play like people in on Thursday. Yeah, he should be playing Martinelli, Nketia, Reese Nelson, Willick. Dude, he can't play necktie. He's on leads. Whatever the fuck, dude. Play him anyway. He's not even on the team. Okay, play him. <laughs> Do you fuck. want them to like get Woodman like on a transfer yeah, from another prem Woodman, team from the championship? Bring in Martinez and goal. Bring in Put bring Montreal bring- back from Sociedad. <laughs> Put Nasri out there with fucking yes. Arteta. Yeah, Fabregas makes his glorious return. Kashelny at striker. Yeah, Vieira in there holding. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> just anything but the starters. Please, God, Emery. And they're he might fucking... get sacked. He's like two weeks away from getting sacked. Potentially. No, there's yeah, yeah. no way. Yeah, yeah. No, no, Dude, no, I'm, no. Listen, if they don't get a result against Home Villa and then... There's, they could lose away Manchester United after that. I think he's gone. No. Actual. No. Arsenal don't operate in that way. I mean, yeah, I guess they held on to Wenger for they a don't. long time. They don't. They're, 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 that's not what they're going to do. Mm. I don't know. He's, he's on a fucking tightrope. Sure. See, this is a problem. We start talking like this, then I start thinking like, well, I want to have fun. Like you're gonna have fun with Pepe. Like, I'm, and then I start clicking around, and also my team, and I'm like, "Fuck it! It's only game week four, or whatever. What is it? Game week five? It's game week six. Yeah, don't do and it. I'm already don't like putting Ozil in. It's no, like, don't do, what is ha- don't do that. What that's, is that? That's bad. That's bad. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't know anymore. Um, all right, should we get out of here? Yeah, I just want to give you a hug when I see you soon. I mean, that's where like. 72 hours away. Oh, it's going to be great. Check us out at fmlfield.com. Follow on Twitter at fmlfield. Support us at patreon.com slash fmlfield. Subscribe, rate, review, and cheers.